Welcome to the Market Beautifully Podcast, a show where I offer marketing advice for lady entrepreneurs who crave to crack the code when it comes to getting noticed or expanding their brand online. I'm your host, Haley, and I can't wait to chat with you about what I have planned for today's episode. Can you believe the first month of 2018 is almost over? Between this ear infection that I got in Paris and outsourcing issues, I feel like I have had a pretty rough start to this year, but I am excited for next month because I have big things planned and now that I am not sick, so make sure you are following me on Instagram at marketbeautifully. So you can stay up to date with everything on Instagram stories. I love hanging out there. That's probably my favorite place to hang out on the internet is Instagram stories. So go go over there, hang out with me, DM me. I'd love to meet you if I haven't met you already. I typically go there first and show a lot of behind the scenes on the stories. So that's why I always love leading people there. Now, before we start chatting with Kayla over her awesome Twitter marketing strategy, I wanted to let you know that there is a waiting list for the 90 Day Profit Lounge. Yes, if you go to 90dayprofit.com, like 90dayprofit.com, you'll see a button that says, count me in, just click that button, put your email there, and you're ready to go. So whenever the 90 Day Profit Lounge launches, the first 100 people that sign up get their first month for literally 25 cents, one quarter. And I would love for you to be one of those 100 people. And once you are on the in the lounge and join the Profit Planner community, we help you map out a plan that makes your current revenue goal inevitable by following the 90 Day Profit system that you get access to as a lounge member. Along with that, you get access to exclusive programs that are releasing this year about promoted pins, ad strategy, launching, sales on autopilot, email marketing, Pinterest strategy, podcasting. Do you get my point here? It's going to be epic and I want you to be a part of it. So if you're on the waiting list, the first 24 hours of launch, you are told first about the first month getting to sign up for one quarter. You get access to that the first 24 hours before anyone else does. So before I open it up to the public, the Facebook group, the Instagram, all that awesome stuff, uh, you get 24 hours to decide whether you want to get your first month for 25 cents and be a part of the Profit Planner community. Although I do not have a launch date as of right now, since that all depends on my programmer, I will be letting you know a date on Instagram stories first thing and of course update you on the following Monday on the podcast. But if you want to be the first to know to go hang out with me on Instagram, uh, just slide into my DMs and say hi. I always love chatting with you over there. Okay, now on to Kayla Hollitz, because let me tell you, I love her personality and wit. She's a copywriter that excels at Twitter, and I don't talk a lot about Twitter on this show, mainly because my Twitter profile sucks, and I don't keep it up to date. Just let's be honest here. But I know a handful of you are using Twitter on a regular basis and needed some marketing advice, so I brought on Kayla to chat with me about her marketing strategy and how she is using this platform to grow her business, network, and book clients. So let's go chat with her together. Kayla, welcome to the show. I'm so glad you're here. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here and to connect with some of your listeners and just talk all about things like Twitter. 
all yes. things Twitter. <laughs> yes, I'm so excited too. And you know, we were just talking about this is I suck at Twitter. I'm terrible at Twitter. <laughs> I'll be the first one to say that. Kayla is amazing at Twitter. I look at her Twitter profile. Every time that I am on Twitter, I see Kayla everywhere. And so <laughs> I knew I had to have Kayla here. She's fantastic. And before we just dive into all things Twitter though, tell us more about you because um, you're an amazing copywriter but kind of dive into what you do in your business absolutely uh so i'm really excited to connect with everyone here but a little bit more about what i do so i am a copywriter and a ghostwriter so basically what that means is i collaborate with different clients a lot of them being photographers designers wedding vendors a uh, few content creators and infopreneurs as well um, those are really my people but i really love being able to work with them because a lot of times they have the visual Mm -hmm. um, you know, savviness, uh, that comes in, but a lot of times they have a little bit of a hard time with words and being able to communicate themselves, uh, through text and through writing. Right. And so that's really where I kind of come in with helping to not only develop their brand voice, uh, which is a really important part of business, of <laughs> yes. course, not only in social media, but really in all areas of your business, but I also help them, um, you know, with actually putting that into, um, an application as far as, you know, writing website copy for for them or blog posts, newsletters, all of those things. But the interesting thing is I actually didn't start out being a copywriter. I actually transitioned into this after doing a little bit more of um, social media consulting and those sorts of things. Because, yeah, because I actually got my start because of Twitter, which is why I'm so excited to talk Love about it. it today. Because even though it's evolved um, since I started using it really at the beginning of college, which is kind of insane to think of how long I've been on the platform for. Um, you know, I still definitely think it can be an awesome platform for business owners if we know exactly why we're using it and how to use it effectively. That's so awesome. Okay, so how did you get your start on Twitter, like really the quickly, social media consulting? Me. Uh, how did that all work? Really decided, Absolutely. okay, so what am I going to do? When I, college, college, I need to go into something a little bit more broad mm -hmm. um, that's going to be able to grow with me. So I decided to go with public relations. And as many of you know, um, public relations and social media, especially now for digital PR, are very hand in hand. Right. Totally. And so, um, you know, just with not necessarily feeling like I was doing as much in the classroom, I just felt like I got to do something outside of school to try and get a job after this because I know there's <laughs> not going to be one waiting for me. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so I really got my start on Twitter and really building up kind of like what we now call that personal brand because I felt like I really wanted to be able to you know kind of like enter the workforce and feel really great but what I didn't realize was just how much Twitter was going to help me make just these really key relationships and that's something I think we're going to talk a lot about too because that's a huge uh, reason why I continue to use Twitter is because it really was the first time I felt like I um you know, could meet with people that maybe were CEOs or, um, you know, executives at, at certain positions. But I felt like in 140 characters, I was able to meet these people um, in a personable way, but also to kind of get their attention. And um, they felt more accessible, I think, than just sending an email yeah. or something like that. So it was really amazing to start kind of building relationships while I was in college, because then afterwards, it really changed the whole trajectory of my career. Nice. Nice. I like that. So um, I think that it's really important to start out with because you know I love Instagram. I love Instagram. <laughs> but you said Instagram is so much different than yes. Twitter. And like the way you use it, you said that Twitter does certain things for your business that Instagram just can't. So what can Twitter do that a lot of other social media platforms just can't touch? Absolutely. So I think I've had a 
unique experience with Twitter, just with kind of building it, um, mm -hmm. you know, and really building my business from the ground up with it. But one of the things I've noticed about Twitter, um, other than Instagram, is I think that a lot of times it's a little bit easier to have um, kind of these tangent conversations mm -hmm. on Twitter that you're not always able to have on Instagram, right? Like yeah. some people will be able to reach out to you through a private DM, or some people may even comment on your photos. But a lot of times they have to be prompted to do that, whereas on Twitter, it's a lot easier just to kind of like start a conversation mm -hmm. almost about anything under the sun. Um, and a lot of times those personal connections can kind of um, turn into more of the in-person connections that we get to because there are so many people I've met, of course, from Instagram and Twitter as well. But one of the things that's unique about Twitter too is that it is used a lot more so for um, the specific audience of authors, speakers, uh, top level executives. So anybody kind of within that realm, they're really not using Instagram as much because a lot of times they don't necessarily deal with the world of visuals. Right. So if you're a creative person, it makes sense to stay um, with Instagram a lot of the times, but Twitter really can unlock just a whole other side kind of, of business that I think a lot of um, you know people who are creative entrepreneurs may not even realize how many things uh, they can learn from kind of the, almost like the Twitter side of, of business. Okay, I really like the way that you put that. That totally makes sense. So how many times do you have to tweet every day? Because I think that's the sure. most overwhelming part for me is, you know, for, with Instagram stories, I don't know why it just comes natural because I think, oh, sure. with Twitter, you have to post too many times. But with Instagram stories, I'm sitting here posting 10 times a day, yet <laughs> I'm like, sure. oh, that's too many tweets, you know? So mm -hmm. how many times do you have to tweet every day? And can you automate that? Just, I don't know. Sure. Yeah, I really what has worked well for me is feeling like I can automate a few of the tweets and mm -hmm. then some of them I'm doing in real time. And oh, so like even if I'm, yeah, so it's like, it still keeps that newness factor. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm definitely still tweeting things in the moment so people can feel like they really get a feel for my personality. And I know I'm really known for using like way too many gifts on everything, <laughs> uh, which is super fun. But I also think what's great too is just to be able to have a few of the tweets that are automated because there are certain times, of course, like if we're traveling or we're doing something else in our business where we just can't be as active on social media, right. but people don't necessarily need to know that, right? And I know right. that's a lot of what um, you do with your business too is just helping people kind of put those systems in place. So right. I think it's really great to kind of have a little bit of, of both worlds because then you also don't get to a point where your, um, you know, your whole entire Twitter feed just feels like a ton of links. Cause I think we've all gone to, you know, Twitter feeds where you can tell everything is just automated and pushed and Hey, if that works for you and that's all the effort that you feel like is even worth it to put into your business for Twitter, that's totally fine. But I think, yeah. um, you know, if we want to use it to actually grow our personal brand and be an extension of our brand, it's really good to have more of that, like personal, um, conversations, the details, all of those things, people really eat it up over on that platform. Mm, love it. Yeah. I like that you said that people actually engage there you know because with Instagram people respond or reply to my stories all the time that's where sure. my a lot of my engagement is but yeah you do have I mean it's not a natural response to reply to a story whereas a tweet you it's a natural response to engage or reply to a tweet but okay so how many tweets are you actually automating a day like is it two to three tweets that you might automate 
Yeah, I think so. You know, I know, um, you know, every business is going to be a little bit different. And so um, let's say like for mine back when I was doing honestly, like way too many links, I would do like maybe five links a day and then five of my own posts. And just for my own business, okay. it just felt like a lot. Um, but I think that definitely trying to do it at least like once every two hours, I think is kind of a good okay. um good thing to think about, but also think about when people are, are using Twitter too, you know, are your people really using Twitter during the lunchtime hours or are they really using it at night? And just thinking about where you can be for that, because, um, you know, Instagram, we know that the algorithm, you know, sometimes I can get posts now where somebody posted it like five days ago right. at a random time, it's right? <laughs> yeah. Whereas Twitter, like, even though it still has a little bit of the algorithm in it, it still is very much so that kind of in the moment content. It really prioritizes whatever content you're posting at that time. So I think it is really important to think, especially on Twitter, about the time that you're posting something. Um, and you can start to look at, you know, the types of content when you post it at certain time when it does well. I know quotes in the morning for me do really well, but they don't do that well in the evening for whatever mm. reason. So I know if I have a quote, I want to post it there. Um, so again, you can look at this all through your Twitter analytics and get as detailed in it as you really want to be. Um, but there's a, there's a lot, uh, there's a lot of opportunity, I think there. Oh, that's really cool. So do you pre-schedule? I know we kind of talked about automate. So pre-scheduling sure. is very similar to automate. But I know that there's this thing where you can have a bank of tweets and it yeah. pulls from it. So I guess I need to have a distinction between pre-scheduling and automating. Um, kind of like an, an automation bank, like meet Edgar. And I believe that Buffer sure. has that. Or do you Have you heard that? Have you heard that Buffer content so, library? That's what they call it. They call it the yes. content library. And so I actually do have Buffer, um, the paid awesome plan, which I think awesome. is great. Um, and so meet Edgar, of course, is just a little bit more because it does help with the automation. And I think mm -hmm. it's so great that you're talking about the distinction because there is a pretty big distinction. Yeah, there too. yeah. <laughs> so most of what I've done is more of the scheduling the tweets, um, okay. even though it just automatically then post them for me, which is really great, even though we don't have that capability yet of Instagram, which I know it's so tough it <laughs> sometimes, is. but yeah, but with Buffer, it's really great because you're able to, yeah, schedule all of those tweets in there. And you're also able to have that content library so you can see which ones do the best over time. And it really is as simple as hitting um, this specific button in your content library that's called Rebuffer. And basically what that does is it completely copies over um, that exact same tweet and you can just schedule it for a different time. And then it, boom, it's done. So you don't have to copy and paste. You don't have to right. do kind of all of that extra work, which I think is really valuable um, and helpful for business owners who are at least just trying to kind of get started. And Buffer does have um, a free plan where you're able to do, I think it's like 10 tweets at a time. So if you schedule your social media every day, that might work for you in the meantime. Oh. But if you want to <laughs> do it a little bit out of, you know, like yeah, a week out in advance, which is way more kind of my speed than um, the awesome plan is I think like 10 bucks a month and it really does help if you're not necessarily ready to do the full automation yet but you still want to do something that's going to help you that's awesome that's perfect um, okay so how does your monthly management routine look like is it something to where every Sunday you sit down and schedule your tweets or do you do it every week every month what does that look like Sure. So I have done a lot more in the moment tweets uh, mm -hmm. as of late, just because it's been working really, really well for my business. So I've actually been almost tweeting less, but 
putting more thought into what they are in the moment. But I also know that this is a unique season in my business and I won't always be in this season. So I definitely really enjoy being able to, um, you know, create a list of resources and different things I've read, listen to all those things throughout the month. And then, yeah, I really actually for me, I really enjoy being able to schedule some of those tweets kind of randomly um, kind of throughout the month. I like to do it on a monthly basis just because weekly feels like a lot, at least in my business right now. Uh, So doing it monthly is really Really nice because even though um, you know I'm automating that almost a month ahead of time, you can start to think, you know, is it still going to be relevant? All of those sorts of questions. I think the in the moment tweets still make it feel fresh, even though people don't necessarily have to know that I wasn't in the moment tweeting out that resource. Right, right. So do you typically hit about five to six tweets a day? Yeah, somewhere around there, I would say. Sometimes it's a little bit less, especially um, if I'm doing a little bit more of the the in-the-moment content and that sort of a thing. But um, when I've got the really full blend, it's anywhere between, I would say, like five to eight tweets a day. Have you seen anything with the Twitter algorithm with if you tweet more, tweet less, or scheduling, or I don't know? Sure. I haven't honestly seen as much with the Twitter algorithm. Mm -hmm. I think it's a lot more about the engagement that you get on your posts. And so if I end up having a lot of people that especially like my posts um, in the full Twitter feed, what ends up happening is that now uh, a lot of the content that you actually see in your Twitter feed is what the people that you're following like. So I know that if I have a tweet that ends up not only getting retweeted a bunch, but especially the, the likes almost like you would an Instagram, I know that it's going to show up for people a lot more because it'll say so-and-so liked this. And so that's how a lot of people have been discovering me now, which is very interesting because before it was all about getting people to retweet you and share, and that's really useful too. But the favorites um, are also still a really great part of what you can do. Awesome. So how, did you, how do you put out a tweet that you know is going to get that engagement? Like, is there a certain kind of tweet formula that you have? (laughs) (laughs) Right. Uh, You know, I would say that there are definitely uh, almost like certain catchphrases or certain things that I've used in the past. Uh, And I think it comes down to brand voice a lot. And so that's kind of where I like to kind of use it as my social media playground to kind of test out different parts of my brand voice and see yeah, and kind of see what what other people like. I knew from the get go once I started to use more um, gifts. It's something that I really only use within the last six months. But I have so many people that reply to me and say like, "This was the perfect use of one." Like, I absolutely love this. And I've just been noticing that I can say the exact same thing in in just a text tweet, and it'll get it'll get some good engagement. But if I add like a really really smart Um, gift to go along with it people just go crazy over it and just absolutely love it so I think just testing out a few different things and have fun with it because Twitter is really supposed to be fun right so have you used any videos or images in your tweets how has that gone over Sure. So of course, with being a writer, it's always been really difficult for me to figure (laughs) out like how I'm visually going to say things. So I definitely could be doing more with Twitter videos for sure. Mm -hmm. Um, But for Twitter images, a lot of times I'll just kind of post something that's either kind of witty, um, kind of funny, whatever Mm -hmm. it ends up being. But almost for me, what's happened is I've just realized that even more than my images, um, the GIFs just do the best with engagement. I mean, it's amazing. It seems, it seems so silly and it's so easy to just search for different things, but if you can find the right one that just perfectly fits along with what you're doing, um, it just, 
it's kind of insane. <laughs> okay, that's awesome. That's good to know. So how are you using Twitter to actually book clients? Sure. So I know back when I had the social media consulting kind of business, I was doing a lot more with getting um, clients specifically from Twitter because a lot of what I was building community for was really on Twitter. And so that's kind of how people knew about me and that sort of a thing. Now with copywriting, I actually get quite a few more clients from Instagram. But the reason why that is, is because I am going after people who are very visual uh, mm -hmm. minded. And so it makes so sense, right? So First, of course, you want to think about exactly where your audience is hanging out. And I know you talk a lot about this on your podcast, too, mm -hmm. which is great. Um, but I think for Twitter specifically, what it has helped me do um, even more so is I think it's really helped me to make connections with different people that almost kind of become those referral partners. So it may not necessarily be that somebody comes to me through Twitter and is like, oh, I totally want to book you right now. Um, that doesn't happen as often as Instagram but it helps me get in front of and make connections with a lot of authors, speakers, um, executives, people that, you know, are at a little bit of, of a higher level of business mm -hmm. where I'm able to make those connections. And a lot of times they'll have, um, you know, other uh, bigger companies that they're a part of too, where they will send me different referrals. And even though it doesn't look like, Hey, I want to book you right away. Um, I think that's still so incredibly valuable. Right. And it also is really great too. Um, I think Twitter is amazing for events and I don't think that there's any platform that does events as well as, as Twitter does. So for conferences, and different things. Mm -hmm. It's just so good to have Twitter and the hashtags and all those things. So I think it's more so just rethinking about how you use Twitter and not counting it out specifically if it yeah. doesn't turn into a specific lead like um, maybe we're used to with Instagram or something similar. Right. So how does that process look like from connecting with someone important? Like, I guess let's figure out who you can connect with. Who's someone that m would move your business forward that you typically connect with on uh, Twitter? Sure. So a lot of times I will have, um, you know, a ton of different conversations uh, with different types of, just say like speakers, web developers, okay. uh, you know, freelancers that maybe are, using Twitter, uh, but that's really the only time that they're even accessible because they are kind of behind closed doors doing their work. But it's really amazing to kind of have um, that connection in their ear for a little while. <laughs> okay, perfect. So what does it look like, the process of you meeting them on Twitter, maybe for the first time or just engaging, and then creating that kind of relationship that moves your business forward and gets off of Twitter? How does that look like? Yes. No, I love this question because I think it's where a lot of people kind of get stalled out too. Totally. Um, so I think with Twitter, why I love it again is because I feel like in 140 characters or, you know, now we have 280 characters. So it's a little bit different, but uh, you know, with just that amount of characters, it becomes really easy just to kind of introduce yourself to people. Mm -hmm. And I think sometimes it can be hard for people um, to think about introducing themselves to somebody they don't know. And so if it feels like that, I think it's really great to, let's say a week, kind of dedicate it to talking to maybe three or four different entrepreneurs in whatever space that you're in. And so you can pick those people and start engaging with them just about like almost every other day or whatever that okay. looks like and add something valuable to it too, where you can actually almost start to um, see a conversation. If you see them uh, replying back, which I think happens a lot more on Twitter than on a lot of other platforms, um, then I think that it's a great way for you to keep interacting with them. 
And then if there ends up being, um, you know, kind of that opening for you to ask them a question or for you to say, hey, can we take this conversation, you know, to email or something similar? I know a lot of times I kind of try to go from um, a tweet to email. I know a okay. lot of people do tweets to DMs, but I enjoy email a lot because once I get somebody in somebody's inbox, it can be a little bit easier to kind of keep that right. um, conversation going. And um, of course, I think the biggest thing is just making sure that it's all about the conversation at that point, because you don't necessarily want to have a conversation and then all of a sudden it becomes a pitch or it becomes a specific right. ask, you know, where you're asking something big um, or something for a favor from them just really start to build those relationships because you'll start to see that they kind of grow into opportunities of their own that you may not even realize. Yeah. Okay. I like that. So you go from engaged conversation on Twitter and then it naturally goes to the email. So do you say, Hey, what's your email? Let's continue the conversation. Like how does that transition look like? Because I feel like that could get really awkward. Oh, sure. (laughs) Potentially. (laughs) Yeah, right. So I think that's why it's so great to just continue to interact with them for even a few weeks, if that makes sense, depending on, you know, if you feel like you don't totally have enough to kind of say about the stuff that they're posting. Um, You know, I think one of the great things about Twitter is it really is about the long And I'm such a believer in that because I think a lot of times with social media, we always look for these like fast tips and Mm -hmm. different um, ways to, I don't know, just kind of uh, scale and and go crazy with those things. I think the thing about Twitter is it's really just about those relationships and they don't, they aren't built on their own. So actually prioritizing it and making sure that you are really adding valuable um, conversations there, just like you would on Instagram with like actually commenting something and not saying nice picture, you know? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So I think that's, what's so great about Twitter is that those conversations are really why people are over there um, in the first place is just to talk with one another. And so if you can go over there and just be a genuine human uh, talking about different things, I think that it can be a lot easier to then transition it into email because you're already having a conversation and maybe you want to say more um, than 140 or 280 characters. And so it becomes easier and a little bit more organic to say, hey, you know, I have a lot more to say on this subject. Let's go over to email um, and talk about a little bit more. So there's always different ways that you can kind of, uh, I guess, customize your messaging, but hopefully that makes people feel a little bit uh, better about actually making those connections. Right. Yeah. And that's something that I've heard. I've been, you know, researching a lot of kind of millionaires and top level executives and just kind of listening to their podcast kind of and just soaking in, you know, whenever you just listen to people, whenever you want to be like someone, you know, you just listen and I've heard a lot of them say, oh, yeah, a lot of my fans can't connect with me on Instagram, but Twitter, or, like, they can't connect with Mm. me on Facebook, but I'm on Twitter, and they'll always point to Twitter, and I find that so fascinating, and Mm -hmm. they say that, oh, yeah, well, I'll reply there, and that's the most likely place you'll actually get in touch with me, so I think it is a really great place to connect with those people that are going to help move your business forward. Um, Mm -hmm. I've definitely need to start using this on a a way different level than I am right now even if it's just automating a bit of it like you said and I love that you said that because you know it's it's hard to tackle yet another social media platform yeah for sure Mm -hmm. especially whenever you don't see the ROI 
there completely. And so let I know you don't get your clients from Twitter as much anymore, but um, mm-hmm. let's pretend like you did. How would you go about actually booking a client from Twitter in a non-spammy way? Sure. So I think the first thing I would do hands down is uh, one of the most important things uh, for Twitter now is to have a pinned tweet. So basically what that Mm. is, is it's making sure that whenever somebody goes to your Pinterest profile, the first tweet that they see, much like, you know, a pinned Facebook group um, Mm -hmm. post would be. So make sure that that specifically goes to some sort of email opt-in. I know right now, if you look at my uh, Twitter feed, my pinned tweet is actually just like a random tweet that's just a hilarious thing about me. Uh, But I will say if you're specifically going for trying to um, book clients, it's a lot easier to have it go to an email opt-in so then you can send them whatever kind of like nurture email sequence that you have. I really recommend doing that and not just because I'm a copywriter. (laughs) I just think that's a really great thing to have in place. So you can start building that connection because a lot of times, um, you know, I think one of the great things about Twitter too is it really is just all about visibility. I think that's Mm -hmm. what a lot of social media is. And so if you can use Twitter, um, even if you don't necessarily get the um, specific client lead from there, they may be introduced to you there. And then you may end up being able to make a connection with them somewhere else. So uh, the pin tweet is definitely big there, making sure that you're also sharing your own blog content, um, either your podcast episodes, your videos that are on YouTube, whatever you can to really drive traffic over to your website so you can start to nurture them in that way too. So they learn a little bit more about you. Um, but of course you don't want to get to a point where it's too spammy and it's all about you. So that's why it's good to send some of that in the moment stuff, even point to some other resources that you think are helpful. Um, and just play around and have some fun with it because, uh, people are going to like that aspect of it. The most is just, if you can be very authentic and genuine with it. Okay. So your main strategy is to post content kind of in the moment that is relatable and not super perfect. I've seen your tweets. So they're professional, they're business related, but they're also actually relatable. Like they're not stuffy or anything. So those are your in the moment tweets. And then you're getting people to engage. And then also you have your traffic drivers. So I guess it's kind of like two different buckets. Um, Your traffic drivers and then your engagement tweets. And you're getting your clients through your traffic drivers that are leading down more of a funnel. Sure. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, and so it's just kind of how you would use, you know, your, your link in your bio over on Instagram, but it's so much better on Twitter because you can put a different link in every single tweet. And so um, it's really great to also be able to kind of track how those are performing. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think the analytics really come into play with Twitter too. So for people that really enjoy looking at the metrics, it's a good platform for that. (laughs) Perfect. Okay, so are there any other Twitter features that we need to be aware of? Ooh, you know, one of the Twitter features that I love that actually came out before the Instagram feature of it, which is the polls uh, feature. So people being able to vote on whatever answer. Um, Honestly, for engagement reasons, sometimes I say, hey, uh, you know, I'm going to be writing a newsletter this week. Here are a few different topics. What do you want me to write on? And so I'll have them choose whatever my topic is. And then I'll reply um, to that tweet and I'll say, okay, I'm going to be talking about this topic since you guys voted for it. Here's a link to my newsletter. And then people join from there. Um, So that's one way. 
I know. I, I love the Twitter polls too, because you can actually have up to four different options, which is great because if you do it on Instagram with your stories, you only have two options, which right. hopefully they'll be able to bring a few more options in there. Uh, but I just, I use polls on both platforms and I just learn so much about my audience because to them it feels really interactive. But to me, I'm just using it as market research and making it yeah. like fun and engaging uh, but it really is just a win-win situation. So I'd say that totally. the polls are probably the most underutilized, but best ways to use Twitter. Okay. Yeah. So is there a way that we can optimize our Twitter profile? So like, obviously we need to pin the tweet, which is fantastic. Um, and I love that you mm -hmm. mentioned be strategic with what tweet you're pinning. And so I know with Pinterest, mm -hmm. let's say you have your, your title or your name is search searchable. Sure. So it's all the search engine and you know, Twitter is a search engine, but not like Pinterest, obviously. Yeah, but is there absolutely. anything that we can kind of optimize our profile that makes us more searchable or more just anything so one of the things that I did recently uh, just as a little experiment was instead of having Kayla Hollis as my kind of display name on Twitter I decided to take out my last name and put copywriter in instead because I've done that actually over on Instagram and I've noticed that people are able to find me a whole lot easier uh, because I have that specific kind of like keyword in there so right. I wanted to see if the same thing happened for Twitter and I definitely have I've seen uptick in people uh, following me. And not only that, there's a lot more people um, that are specifically asking me questions about what I do or to look at the stuff that I do for copywriting. Um, so I definitely think it's a good idea if you're able to with your own business. Uh, like, let's say you're a photographer, actually putting photographer or photography or something similar to that in your display name specifically, I think can be really helpful because you already have your, whatever your username is that a lot of people are gonna search for already, but if you can also add in that keyword, it makes it even better. Um, but also making sure that you're adding some of those keywords into your bio, because even though it may not necessarily uh, pop up as much in the search results for Twitter, it still is a really important place for you to be able to tell people, you know, what it is exactly that you do. Give them a little piece of your personality too, just like you would on any other social media right. bio. Um, but I'd say the really only other tip that really comes to mind is making sure that you use the big header image that you have on your Twitter profile because so many people are not using that image um, to their fullest capacity. And so what I would really recommend is like for you, if you have um, a podcast or you have a video show or something, mm -hmm. put a specific link in there, like a shortened link um, and actually create a graphic for it or um, you know, add an image that has some text to it as well, just so it can actually point them somewhere else because your header image is definitely like the biggest kind of, uh, what do I want to say? Kind of the, the biggest welcome, I guess, when you kind of come yeah. to your specific uh, Twitter profile. So it really, really does help to have something there that automatically is teaching people about you right away, even just from that first image. Oh, yeah, that's fantastic advice. I love all of that. I think that I definitely need to take a second and third and fourth look at my Twitter profile <laughs> and Twitter strategy. I'm, so I'm really glad that you came on, Kayla, and then talked all about uh, these, these awesome Twitter tips because I know I definitely needed them, and I know a lot of my listeners are on the struggle bus with me when it comes to Twitter. <laughs>
Absolutely. And I hope that after this, uh, some of you feel like you're a little bit more so off the bus. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're, we're stepping off the bus. We're going to step off together. It's going to be great. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, thank you so much for having me. It's been so fun chatting with you too. Um, and if anybody has any more questions about Twitter, you can go and find me uh, over on Twitter then because I basically yeah. live there as you can tell. <laughs> Yes, and what is your Twitter handle? It's it's just Kayla Hollitz, right? It's just Kayla underscore Hollitz. Yeah, H O L L A T Z is the is the last name. But right. yeah, I'm pretty easy to find. <laughs> yes, and we will leave that in link in the show notes and also on Instagram, right? Yes, absolutely. So I'm just Kayla Hollitz without the underscore with the conversation. You know that I will definitely reply back to whatever your tweet is. So if you just want to kind of dip your toes in uh, with making a conversation, I can be your first person. <laughs> there, there you go. Perfect. And what is your website? If anyone wants to look into your copywriting um, and your portfolio or anything, where could they find that? Absolutely. So that's just at KaylaHollitz.com. So Perfect. all of my stuff is super original, right? But, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> search her name and you will find her or just go to the show notes markybeautifully.com slash podcast and we'll have everything there thanks so much again for coming on the show i've loved talking to you